Good morning. Welcome to ACF Church. My name is Brian. What's up, 11 a.m.? You guys here? You're awake. Thanks for being with us. And uh, coming out today, if you're new to ACF Church, we just want to say welcome home. We hope that you can find a place to wrestle out your, your faith and your doubts together with us. And so uh, today's going to be a little different, a little different flow for the morning. We're doing something called Rewind. And once a year, what we do is we kind of put a hold on everything we do, and we just stop to look back on the past year and to thank God for what He's done in and through our community. And, and I don't know about you, but I need to do this more often, just personally and uh, we need to do it as a church, just to thank God for everything that he's done. Um, also, can we welcome everybody who's with us online? Let's thank them for being with us. We're glad that you're with us. Absolutely. I know we've got a lot of uh, men and women who are deployed to Afghanistan. If you're with us, we love you. We're grateful that you're uh, watching. For them, it's like 11 p.m., but a few of you have said you're going to be awake, so I hope you're watching. Um, so, um, Also, if you're a Facebooker, we'd love it if you'd share this post online, share it with your friends, a great way just to invite them to be part of our community um, from a distance if they're not, not in town. And so um, basically, once again, this is going to be sort of like a public staff meeting. And so every week, um, our, our staff gets together and we talk about the wins of the week. We talk about how God has worked and we tell stories of what's happened. And, and you guys don't get to be in on that, but today you do. Today we're going to share a lot of what God has done. But, but you know what I was thinking this morning as I was preparing to come up here, I feel like um, there's a lot of distractions. Um, there's a lot that's in our minds. There's been a lot going on culturally this week um, with, with Vegas and um, there's, there's natural disasters. There's things that are happening in a lot of your lives that I've heard about. And, and so uh, the goal here for a few minutes, not that we should ignore any of those things. Those are important things to consider and to pray about. But for a few minutes, I think we should just try to be present here. Um, I feel like um, this morning for me, it's been sort of like if you've ever opened up your computer and it's going really slow and you realize at the bottom you've got like 87 windows open, um, that's sort of a, a metaphor for my life that I feel like I've got all of these windows open in my life, a lot of distractions and things that are I'm thinking about and, and, and worrying about. So what if we just stop for a second and prayed that, that we could be fully here for a few moments, that we could kind of swipe up on some of those windows and just kind of focus on what God is doing around us. I think that'd be good for all of us. So could we pray for a minute in that way? And so Jesus, thank you so much for your church. Thanks that we can come here and, and worship you and honor you, God. Thank you, God, that everything comes from you. Uh, we acknowledge today that the very breath in our lungs is a gift from you. God, to keep our hearts beating is a gift from you. God, to keep this world spinning, God, that is you, God. And you hold all things in your hands. We want to acknowledge that as we see things that are concerning us, uh, as there are things that we're mourning about, uh, things that we're worried about, God. We want to stop and acknowledge, God, that you are the creator of all and that all life comes from you. So, God, I pray you fill this place with life, God, that we would get our life from you and you alone. And we pray that you'd speak to us today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off um, with a passage here. And I shared this passage uh, with our church a year ago. But I want to start back with this. This is in Luke chapter 5. And it's not going to be on the screen behind me. But if you have a Bible, you can open up to Luke chapter 5. And at this point, what's going on is Jesus is beginning his ministry. And he's traveling around the Sea of Galilee. He's speaking to crowds of people. And the crowd is growing. This amazing teacher with this certain way of approaching people is drawing a lot of attention and so Jesus is speaking to this crowd of people on the, on the sea. And what we see in this moment, this is called the calling of the first disciples. And I want to, I want to start off in verse 4 of chapter 5. It says, And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night long and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come up and help them, and they came and filled the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, this is so interesting, his response, when he saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and they followed him. 
So imagine this picture. So you've got Peter, James, and John in a boat having a bad day of fishing. Alaskans, we get this, right? For me, that's pretty much every year. Unless I'm dip netting, then we do pretty good. But this is a bad day of fishing. And remember, fishing is their livelihood. This is what pays the bills. This is what uh, feeds them and the people around them. And so they're, they're not doing well. Jesus sees them and sees an opportunity to show them who he is. Now remember, these guys do this for a living. And I don't know what you do for a living, but you're probably pretty good at it. Uh, you probably don't get a lot of advice about it at this point. If you've been doing it for a few years, you sort of know how to do your job. So now Jesus comes up. He's like, hey, guys, go out into the deep water. Let down your nets. And I can imagine they're like, hey, preacher man, get back to preaching. We're the fishermen here. We know what we're doing. We've, we've tried all night long. That's Peter's response. Jesus, we've tried all night long. We've caught nothing. And Jesus is like, well, just go down and let down your nets in the deep water, you know. And, 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 and Peter's response is basically, well, because you say so, I'll, get, I'll go do it. Because you say so, I'll go do it. So he goes and does it. And I don't, you've probably been here before where you just do something sheerly out of obedience. Or maybe God calls you to do something. Or if you're a teenager or, or a kid, your parents tell you to do something. And you're like, fine, right? I can imagine Peter, James, and John are just like, fine, we'll go let down the nets. And when they do, they catch more fish than they've ever, ever caught in their life. Peter comes back to Jesus and his response is so interesting. He says, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. Don't you hear like the the, the conviction in Peter's voice? Like there's this sense of repentance and conviction and, and like, man, almost like, why did I ever doubt you? You ever been there before? Where God comes through, provides for you. You do what he asks you to do, however how crazy it may seem. And, and then he provides for you and you go to Jesus and you're like, why did I ever doubt? And then they drop everything. They put their livelihood at risk and they follow Jesus. This is an amazing story. And like I said, I shared this a year ago with ACF Church because we were stepping into some unknown territory as a church. As we were growing and and wanted to continue to make some space, we talked about taking our next steps as a church and growing our facility. And, and I knew that this was going to be some, some new territory for us, that we were going to have to make some sort of unusual decisions so that we might end up with unusual results. And that's kind of what happens in the family of God is, is we have to do unusual things to end up with unusual results. I don't know if you know this, but the church across America and really across the world in many ways is struggling. Churches are closing their doors every day. Um, you can go through any little community typically and see a church uh, whose doors are barred and, and the people are not, no longer meeting in that building and, and maybe the community sort of dispersed. And so the church in many ways is struggling and yet at the very same time, Across America, there are churches that are exploding. There are communities that, that, that the lost are coming and they are finding hope and peace in Jesus. Even right here in Alaska, right here in Eagle River and in Anchorage and Wasilla, there are churches that God is using to, to kind of spur on this, this new explosion of the kingdom of God here on earth. And that's amazing. But the, but the thing is, these churches tend to have to do some different things. Once again, we have to do unusual things to, to produce unusual results. And, and that's, that's hard for us because we get into routines, don't we? We sort of like what we do. We know what we know. And it's hard for us to break out. But ACF Church, we have always been the type of church that's willing to do unusual things. In fact, over the years, we've done some really strange things. Break out. Uh, and and we've actually had this way uh, of seeing things. We are unwilling or, or we, are, we are willing to do anything apart from sin to reach people with the gospel. That's been our philosophy. Anything but sin, we'll do it. I mean, all things are on the table. If we can reach one person with Jesus, we will consider doing it. And so over the years, we've been criticized for things. Uh, We've had things succeed and things fail miserably. Um, But we've been willing to do unusual things to produce unusual results. And so I just want to take a poll real quick in this room. Um, Now, you guys are all on the Internet, right? You guys remember that? You know the Internet? You guys are all on the Internet. Are you awake here? You guys are on the Internet. So... Tell me who in the room, you use an internet browser of some kind, who in the room is a Safari or Explorer person? Safari or Explorer, okay? Okay, a bunch of you in the room. Okay, so who here is a Firefox or Chrome user? Firefox. So most of the services have been split about 50-50-50 between the, the, the Google Chrome and the, uh, and the, the, the Internet Explorer. And so I was reading this um, study this week, this article that was all about the types of people that use these different browsers. And here's what they found out. They found out that the people who use Firefox and Chrome are better employees. 
They stay at their jobs 15% longer, and they're way more innovative than the Safari or the Explorer people. So it's not my information. Don't, don't string me up. I just, I was reading the article. It's really interesting that there's, there's this kind of split in our culture between these two different types of people. And I was kind of thinking, well, what is, what is the difference? In the article, it said this. It said, the difference is that they have made the Firefox and Chrome people. Who are you? Now you're proud, right? Now you're proud. We're awesome, right? The Firefox and Chrome people have made an active choice to do something that was not default, Right? So I'll admit it, I'm a safari guy, I kind of go with the flow, but that's kind of what the article was about, is that there are people who choose to do things that are unusual to produce unusual results, and we all know that Firefox and Chrome people are a little unusual, right? I mean, they probably own Androids and maybe have like a PC in the house, or they're just unwilling to go with the flow of culture. And that's the thing, the church really thrives when it's, when it's willing to do these unusual things to produce unusual results. And, and so we want to be that kind of church. And over the years, God has blessed us in that way as we've been, I think, innovative and been willing to try different things, really anything that we see that we think might result in somebody finding life in Christ, anything. And so uh, we're going to celebrate a little bit of that today, but can we welcome up Pastor Josh and Pastor Stewart? Welcome them today, would you? What's up, guys? And so here's, here's kind of the journey we're going we're gonna to go through is, is basically celebrating um, some of where we've come from. And, and a lot of you, you don't get to hear um, what God's doing through our church. Um, you don't get to hear the little stories. And we as a staff do. And so I want to I just kind of tell some stories and share what God has done. So introduce yourselves. Pastor Josh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, yeah, my name is Josh. I am the family pastor here at ACF. And uh, I get the privilege of working um, from what we originally we kind of got hired was from diapers to diplomas, from uh, working all the way from our infants to our seniors in high school, working with college age. Um, now I get the opportunity to also do our marriage mentorship program to oversee that, uh, working with young couples, getting married, uh, working with couples who've been married, uh, helping them stay married. And so, um, yeah, it's an awesome, uh, awesome job that I love. Um, moved up here five years ago uh, with my then wife and two children. We now have three children. And uh, so, yeah, loving Same wife. Love, yeah, what's wife. that? Same wife. Same wife, yeah. My first wife. Yeah. And uh, so, um, so, yes, same hey, wife. Pass the mic. That's One good. wife. Well done. <laughs> pass the mic. Um, yeah, but moved up here for the job and uh, have been loving Alaska and loving being part of uh, ACF over the last five years. I'm Stuart, and I, uh, this, this, I am the discipleship pastor uh, here at ACF Church, and I oversee groups, uh, Engage, uh, Pathway, also our outreach events, um, so Impact Eagle River, Egg Drop, and those things. I get the privilege of organizing those and seeing a lot of the behind-the-scenes uh, details that make that happen, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I moved up here um, actually two years ago today. I jumped in the cab of my truck, and my dad followed me in a U-Haul truck on our way up to Alaska. We moved up here for the job as well. Uh, My wife, Nikki, and I have now five little girls at home. Uh, Ten, um, I wouldn't mess up the (laughs) name. Ten, nine, seven, three, and 11 months. Uh, Super privileged to have those little ladies at home, so. Yeah, it's good. We we actually, yeah, we found Stuart hot mopping roofs in Arizona. So it was time for a change, so. Yeah, new new uh, type of climate. So, and we have a great staff. If you don't know our team, we have an amazing team. I love the staff that we have. And so, um, we're going to celebrate some numbers here. And here's the thing. Here's my caveat. Um, when churches talk about numbers, people get a little uncomfortable. But it's funny because the Bible is full of numbers. Uh, there's numbers everywhere. Uh, God uses numbers throughout the Bible. And, and so, here, here's here's why these things matter. Is is because numbers are people. Numbers really matter to us, and, and so we, we measure everything in our church, and we keep track of what God is doing in our church because numbers represent people. So let's put this up. Here's kind of our philosophy, is that every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters. Every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters. And so we really believe that. And so as we, ce- as we celebrate numbers, um, we're not trying to build ourselves up. We are truly trying to, to build up what God is doing in our church. Because every number that you see is one of your neighbors. 
It's one of your family members. It's a friend of yours. It's somebody in our community. And those people are worth celebrating, right? And so that's what we're going to do. So I want to I share some of what God has done in our church in this past year. We have baptized 122 people. Come on. That's awesome. That's so good. And then it says 213 salvations. And you're like, well, what's a salvation? Um, here's what we do is we, we keep track of people who make a profession of faith in some way or another. And so um, at our services, sometimes people will fill out a card or they'll tell somebody, hey, I made the decision today to, to take my next step in following Jesus. And so these people are all at different places when it comes to their faith. But 213 people this year, we have helped take their next step in their faith. And that is amazing, you guys. Listen, that's not happening everywhere. It's just not. And so I feel so fortunate to be part of a community where you guys are bringing your friends, you're having conversations with your neighbors and coworkers, and and God is working the pieces together and lives are being changed. People are saying, maybe I don't know what it means, and maybe I'm terrified, and maybe I don't know if I want to be one of those Christian people, but I, I want to follow this Jesus. This, this makes sense. I need grace. Jesus provides it. I think that this is where I need to go. And so that's awesome. That's something to celebrate. And so, yeah, we can, we can honor that. It's so good. And we have 307 first-time people. So I don't know um, if you've been around ACF for very long, but we have a lot of people coming and going, which is Alaska, right? People are moving into state, moving out of state. People get deployed. People get PCS to another location. And so uh, because of that, I've had 307 people come in and, and uh, fill out information and say, hey, I'm new to ACF. I want to plug in and make this place my home. So think about that. That's a big chunk of our people. Uh, we have, you know, between 1,000 and 1,200 people on a, on a week come to ACF Church. And so, you know, that chunk of people are new visitors or new people to our, to our church. And so if you're here today and you're waiting for somebody to say hi to you, um, because the person next to you hasn't yet, they might be as new as you are, okay? So give them a break, and maybe you need to lean in and say hi to them. Lean in and, and make that first step. And so um, lots, of, lots of great stuff. This is, this is stuff to celebrate, you guys. I mean, this is amazing. Um, Pastor Josh, tell us about kind of what's going on in Breakaway, Illuminate Kids, and in your ministries. Um, yeah, so first I want to talk about our uh, Illuminate Kids uh, program happening downstairs even like right now. And um, it's been an incredible year for that. Um, just a little over a year ago, um, we hired our, our very first full-time um, children's director, Mary Scott, and she has just been absolutely knocking out of the park. Can we just give her a huge hand, yeah. um, even though she's not in the room right now? Um, yeah, Mary has taken um, our program up to a new level of just excellence and um, in recruiting uh, people to work with us and be part of this team. And we've just really uh, been exploding downstairs over this last year. Um, it's, it's been awesome to see. And, and, and in reality, guys, like what I get excited about is we're not just trying to create um, a program that we can watch your kids while you're in service here, but that um, your kids are getting uh, the gospel every week, week in and week out. Uh, my kids, my kids are part of this program and, uh, and our kids. Um, but that they are getting the gospel all the way down from our infants. Um, you might not know this, but if you have an infant in this room and that infant is downstairs, they get prayed for every single week. Um, we hold, we, the, the uh, volunteers in there hold those uh, babies and pray for them. And then toddlers, we begin basic understanding of who Jesus is and, and all the way up through fifth grade. And so... Um, it's just amazing down there. Um, and this summer, um, we were fortunate enough to be able to kind of tear out our kitchen, tear out a closet, basically, and make more space. We're using every square inch of space down there um, as Next it the continues to grow. That's it, yeah. yeah. It's going to be like warming their hands on the boiler. It's, it's, so, it's all we've got left. It's all we, it is all we have left is the boiler room. Um, and so it's just really cool to be able to be part of that. But if we look at some of these numbers here... Um, we had 26 uh, of our children baptized this year, which is just amazing. Um, I get to talk with each and every one of those kids, got to baptize most of them. Um, but each and every one of these, we want to make sure like these kids, these 26 kids know Jesus, know him, have him in their lives and in their hearts. And this isn't a, hey, mom and dad, or we want our kid to get baptized because we won't do that. 
But this is a kid coming and saying, no, I want to be baptized. I know who Jesus is. And so, and, and so much of that is learning from downstairs and then what's, what they're learning from downstairs being taken home to you guys and talking about it around the dinner table. I hear these um, conversations uh, from you guys, and so it's awesome. Uh, we had 111 volunteers uh, served in our program last year. That is amazing. That is so far up to what it has been. Um, we definitely need that number to grow because that 336 regular attendance, that's a, that's a week. That's Wednesday, first service and second services. We're having an average of about 336 uh, kids come through our Illuminate program each and every week, awesome. um, which is huge. And so, yeah, I'd love to see that 111 doubled, um, but, um, but it's amazing to see that many kids coming and just uh, getting the gospel presented to them uh, each and every week and, and, and really some foundational, fundamental um, truths that they're getting a hold of, just not, just not blanketed over Bible stories, but really trying to implement that then into their lives. And so um, that's our Illuminate uh, Kids program. And then um, I also get to oversee and am much more hands-on with our uh, breakaway program, uh, which is sixth grade through uh, seniors in high school, split into junior high and senior high. And for breakaway, uh, we got to see uh, 35 students baptized uh, this year for breakaway, which is, was awesome. I got to do about 10 of them um, on our Mexico mission trip in the Pacific Ocean. So that was really cool uh, just to uh, see God moving in students' hearts. Um, we saw 17 salvations through our junior high and high school program. And just to have high schoolers or junior hires really make that commitment uh, to, to Christ is a big deal. Um, our program that we run, um, you can see we have about an average of about 120 in attendance each and every week between our junior high and high school program. And I would say 25 to 30% of them are churched kids. Um, and so the rest of them are, are unchurched. Uh, a massive um, group of these students come from, from non-churched backgrounds, not churched homes. Parents don't come here. Uh, parents aren't involved in church in any way, shape, or form. Um, a lot of broken homes and that kind of stuff. And so we're seeing those kids coming um, a lot. Um, in fact, outweighing the kids who, who come to church, your kids who, who, are, who are coming. Um, and it's so cool. It's such a unique situation. That's, you don't see that everywhere. You don't see that a lot in youth groups. Uh, for kids who, who really don't know Jesus, showing up every week and, and just because it's safe, because it's family, because they know they're loved there. And um, it's awesome to see uh, that happen. And then we had 38 students uh, come to Mexico this year and, and build a home for a family that didn't have a home, uh, get baptized, and just see God work, not just through like their parents or whatever, but actually see God work through them um, and to make a difference in someone's life. So um, just awesome to see what God is doing um, in Breakaway. And just a, a funny story um, I want to share real quick is um, about two weeks ago, I had, and this is the type of students we have coming to Breakaway. About two weeks ago on a Wednesday night, we had um, three boys walk into our program after we'd started, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And um, so our, our leaders kind of ran over and welcomed them, had them come, come and sit down. And afterwards, I wanted, I wanted to talk to these boys, just find out who they were. I'd never met them before. And there are three young, young boys in our junior high program. And and I said, well, how did, you, uh, how did you end up here tonight? Like, did you have friends that invited you or anything? And they said, no, no, no. They said, we had a friend who called us and wanted us to meet him at, at the crab apple tree. And uh, we ride our bikes around here all the time. And we know that you guys have two awesome crab apple trees. And so we just assumed <laughs> he meant those crab apple trees. Um, he didn't. He meant a crab apple tree in his neighborhood. But we didn't know about that crab apple tree. But we knew about your crab apple trees. <laughs> Um, and so they were hanging out waiting for their friend to show up and they saw people eating hot dogs and they saw a bunch of kids their age going into this building. So they grabbed a hot dog and followed the kids into the building. Um, and so, yeah, ended up coming to breakaway and once they realized kind of what it is, one of them ran out and ran home. They were on their bikes, rode his bike home to let their mom know where they were at and that they were going to hang out with a bunch of junior high kids and Mom said it was fine, so rode his bike back, and they've been coming now, and so it's just funny to see how God works in, in crazy ways. So cool. That's awesome. And that really is awesome. And it scares me to death that my uh, oldest girl will be in your youth group next year, so <laughs> in a good way. 
a totally good way. Um, yeah, I get to see, I get to oversee groups uh, is one of the big things uh, that I get to see. And in a church this size, it can be super easy uh, to come in on a Sunday morning. I mean, look around at standing room only today and, and really not be able to ask questions and to feel like you're part of a community and to have that encouragement and support. Uh, and our group system really does that. Um, and we have a lot of really awesome uh, leaders uh, who are, are opening their homes up each and every week and loving people. And, and this year, we can put that first slide up. We had 20 new groups uh, develop at ACF, and that's 20 new people uh, that decided they wanted to open their homes up and create a place where people could ask questions, find answers, uh, to really just rub shoulders with other, other folks who are trying to seek truth in God uh, and to be loved uh, genuinely. So if you're not part of that, I highly encourage you to be part of that. Uh, and then that involves about 276 people on a weekly basis in our church, uh, and that's really exciting. Um, and I'd love to see that number grow. So again, if you're not part of it, uh, come see me afterwards. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then outreach. Uh, one of the, the my, one of the favorite parts of my job um, is planning and, and getting to see ACF, the people of ACF, reaching back into their community and loving our community so well. Uh, we live in an awesome place, uh, but it's full of a lot of uh, of uh, dark emotions and, and hurt and, and the economy's struggling and a lot of people just need to be cared for and you guys do it so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week with Impact Eagle River, we had over 30 teams go out, over 400 people from ACF go into our community. Uh, awesome. that, yeah, you guys made uh, an awesome impact. And what you don't see are the letters, the handwritten letters and the phone calls uh, of people in tears crying or, or talking about crying. They're just so miserable that you guys cared for them. No, they were just blown away uh, at the love and concern uh, that you guys have shown to the community. And I get to see that. And it's, so I want to maybe share just that a little bit. Uh, because of you, uh, people are noticing uh, church. People are noticing what God is doing in our community. And, and that's the important thing uh, that I see from all these events. Uh, we can do a lot of things, uh, but it's the, the what does it make a difference? And the answer is yes. You're making a difference in the lives of people. Uh, every every individual counts, as Pastor Brian mentioned earlier. Um, and and you guys, one person at a time, uh, are showing the love of Jesus Christ in our community. Um, so we had uh, this last year over 800 volunteers uh, doing over 3,400 volunteer hours uh, in our community. And that's Impact Eagle River. That's the egg drop. That's uh, life groups going in and doing different community projects. Uh, it's just really encouraging to see that. Uh, we had we dropped over 32,000 eggs onto the uh, Eagle River High School football field this year uh, from a helicopter on a beautiful sunny day, which I was so thankful for uh, and so thankful for you guys. We had over 200 people uh, from ACF making that event happen. It doesn't just happen. You just can't just fill a helicopter with eggs and drop them. They don't let you do that. You have to actually have a plan. Um, and, and you have to have people to make that plan happen. And you guys step up and you guys pull a lot of weight in the community to make it happen. So that's super encouraging to see. Uh, every month we go into Anchorage and we, we cook hot dogs. We give away Kaladi Brothers coffee. Uh, we give away an insane amount of clothes. And if you're uh, not sure how much clothes we have, go visit my office. Uh, it's like half filled with clothes right now. It looks like a, a secondhand clothing store. Um, from stuff you guys have donated and make available that we hand out uh, to people who desperately are thankful for that and desperately need it. So uh, I just want to say thank you for that opportunity. Uh, for me personally, I get to be part of that and see that, and you guys make that, that opportunity happen. So uh, we, that's actually a lie, that last number. Uh, we did 68 oil changes this year uh, to people who uh, might otherwise not be able to take care of their cars. It's a small thing, but it makes a big impact in their lives yeah. uh, to show that people in our community care about them and that they're not invisible either. So that's really awesome. Uh, one of the things that I get to see in outreach, uh, is, and my favorite part of, of outreach each, each uh, we do it a few times a year, but each time we do it, it's just, it's awesome. Uh, I get to give away lots of money. You guys, we do uh, Dollar for Change, where we ask each of you to bring in a dollar and drop it in a, a bucket. And then we, we take that money and we go find needs in the community and meet those needs the best we can. And uh, we do that a few times a year. And uh, I want to share... One, and thanks for that privilege. Uh, but I want to share one of my favorite times was when we partnered with Priceless this last year. I wanted to show you that video again. Hey guys, Pastor Stewart here. And I am here today uh, with Dollar for Change. And uh, if you're not familiar with what Dollar for Change is, it's where we ask every uh, grown-up and kid at ACF Church to bring in one dollar. Uh, and we put it in a box, we collect it. And then we go out and we do something in the community with that money uh, just to show the love of Jesus Christ. 
Gwen Adams, and I'm the executive director of Priceless, which is an organization which partners with law enforcement to rescue and walk with victims of sex trafficking here in the state of Alaska. We are so focused on kind of that moment of, of rescue when things are in big crisis mode and we have to come alongside a girl for just safety and put a roof over her head and um, sometimes the, the big dreams that we hear are, you know, I just want to be behind a deadbolt where I know no one's going to come in at night. It is amazing uh, the work that Priceless is doing in our community and uh, because of their generosity and matching our funds, uh, we were able to take that dollar that you gave, combine it together and, and absolutely uh, do amazing things with it. To be able to come alongside one of our girls after a, a season of recovery and um, not just focus on meeting those basic needs but get to lavish on her in the way that God lavishes His love on us has been such a blessing and ACF made that possible for this young mom. When we walked into this apartment uh, today, there were literally no toys here. Uh, there was uh, very little uh, baby equipment. Uh, this is really a ground up uh, setup for a mom. come out of such a tragic, horrible past and found herself in a situation being homeless with three children and one on the way. Um, and that's where we step in. We step in in the, in the rescue process and, and building a new future for women who've been trafficked here in the state. And O'Malley has just made incredible strides forward, um, just really stepping into a new life in such a beautiful way. And her dream is to be the best mom she possibly can. You heard some of the things that we were able to buy and, and stock up in this apartment to help this, this young mother uh, succeed uh, in her goals and her dreams. And that is truly the love of Jesus um, into someone's life. These are real people um, and you made a real difference. So thank you so much. That's awesome. If that doesn't choke you up a little bit, Nothing will. Man, I'm telling you, um, I don't know if you heard in this story, she was living in her car with a couple kids prior to this, pregnant. And uh, because of your generosity, we were able to bless her um, with, with some, some basic needs for her as a mom to take care of her kids. And so uh, these are the things that are happening all over. We catch a few of them on film, but many of you do these things um, just because you do them, because you love people. And uh, I love it when we get to do this stuff together. So... Um, Danny Venhouse, everybody. Give Danny a hand, would you? Hey, good morning. So if you don't know Danny, um, Danny has been part of ACF Church since a little before I was, right? Yeah, when? since 2008. 2008, and so uh, we moved up uh, about eight years ago, and, uh, and, and at that same time, ACF Church moved into this building, I guess 2009, with about 35 people. Um, Cadence, my, my oldest, uh, it was the uh, children's ministry. She was it. So like her and Miss Barb. Is Barb here? I love Barb. I guess she's not here. She's probably downstairs serving your kids. So anyway, um, Barb was like watching Cadence every single week, you know, and so she got like a lot of attention. I think Danny's yeah, and, kids were like youth. Yeah, and, and my kids made up most of the youth group. So yeah. it was, yeah, so we had a connection there right off the bat. Danny's family is basically like a church plant in and of itself. So wherever they go... They kind of bring a church with them. But anyway, that was, uh, yeah, that was a while ago. 2009, moved in here with 35 people. And, and if you don't know the journey of ACF, um, there's been a kind of a, a very dramatic growth that we experienced over the first few years. And even since then, um, we moved into this building. And what a great location, isn't this? I and mean, what a great place that we have. Um, so moved in. This building was actually up for sale, but uh, we couldn't afford to buy it yet. And so there was this for sale sign that was out on Artillery Road, which I wanted to just like steal it and burn it because we knew any day if this place got sold out from underneath us, we were going to be mobile uh, as a church. And so over the, the next few months and years, the church grew and, and we got to the point where um, we were about 400 people in 2012. In January, we were able to purchase this facility. Felt like really like God was calling ACF Church to be in this spot. 
Um, as this was the like original church of Eagle River. Do you know that? Like this was uh, St. Andrew's Catholic Church and the building was vacant at that point. I think there were like windows broken out and, you know, we moved in here and started doing some work on the property and cleaning things up and using it for ministry. And you guys, there's been amazing things that has ha- have happened through this church on this corner. And as the years went on, our church grew and we started doing multiple services and, and expanding throughout our, our community. And uh, it, it, it hit the point where in September 2015, um, we launched our Wednesday night church plant, which has been, if you've ever been to Wednesday night, it's just a whole nother animal. I, I firmly believe church was meant to be uh, in the evenings. And so I always tell those, I'm like, you are my people. Because uh, if I wasn't preaching on Sunday, I would go on Wednesday. And so uh, we, we launched that and, and the church kept growing. Last year we had uh, five Christmas Eve services. I think we had over 2,000 people coming through our doors. Um, there's just been this, this explosion of what's happened here in this space, in this community. And I've been honored to be a part of it. And um, so then uh, our staff was talking about, well, what's next? How do we continue to, to keep reaching? And uh, I don't know if you know this, but churches are becoming more and more online and doing more and more filming and, and more and more uh, live viewing. And so I had really resisted doing the online church thing. Uh, I just honestly didn't want to see myself on camera. So uh, if, if you've ever had to like listen to yourself later, you always hate what you sound like. I feel the same way. So I was like, I don't know. And then there's so much great content on the web, but we have people saying, you know, we want to hear what's going on in our home church at ACF Church. This is our family. And so finally our staff talked me into buying a camera. And so we started doing like online Facebook live and doing sermons online. And, and we've kind of grown this online community um, over the past couple of years. We have about 2000 people uh, view our messages online per week. Um, about 20% of our church is online right now. Um, throughout Facebook Live, and, and we have this, this part of ACF that you may never meet, um, this part of ACF that maybe has moved away that's still um, part of our global community, which is really cool. We've had friends that have moved to different countries, and you can actually see the statistics online of where people are viewing from, and there's these little spots all over the world where people from ACF are joining us um, here. And so there's this, this global thing. I want you to get your heads wrapped around this global movement that God is doing uh, through what's going on here in Eagle River, Alaska. And so uh, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And so with all, with all of that means, means, you know, a lot of opportunities and that we need to grow in a lot of different ways. And so last year we um, shared with you that we need to take some next steps with our facility. And so we put that out in front of you that, that we need to expand our space because we're basically running out of room. And we want to make sure that there's room for your neighbors and for your friends and for those that are, that are yet to come. And so uh, we've been on this long journey and, and we're going to talk a little bit about the financial picture of our church. And if you're new here, one thing that uh, you're going to learn is that we are very uh, open about our finances. It's an open book. Any questions that you have, you can get those questions answered um, when it comes to our finances. And again, I want to remind you, if you're here today and your eyes are already starting to roll and you're like, all right, here it is, we're going to talk about the money, um, that you would understand that money is simply an opportunity. It's simply a tool that's used to, to make opportunities to bless people. And so um, what we're going to do now is almost like that um, dinner table conversation that you may have had with uh, your spouse if you're married, where you sit down and you kind of lay the numbers out. And that's an important conversation because that helps you to plan for the future, right? And so we want to talk a little bit about where we've come from financially and, and where we're going. And so uh, Danny, Danny's the numbers guy. Uh, we hired Danny to help us uh, keep numbers organized and then to plan for our future and to work with our board to, to make sure that we are uh, managing the gifts that you guys bring in as well as, as humanly possible. And so praise God for Danny. Danny left, uh, what, 28 years at Conoco? Yeah, 28 years. Left a career at ConocoPhillips to come be part of the ACF team. And so uh, Danny's just a great friend and he loves the church. And so I just love his heart. So kind of tell us the financial story of ACF, would you? Well, as Brian mentioned, I'm the numbers guy. And sorry, I've got a cold guy, so I might sound a little nasally, but bear with me. <clears throat> but uh, I was just thinking, too, is I'm kind of the weird guy on the staff because when Brian mentions about Safari, uh, Internet Explorer, Google, Androids, I've got all of them. I've got all of them. I don't know how to <laughs> do any of them well, them. but I've got all of them. So uh, yeah. uh, anyway, I'm the weird guy on the staff because I love numbers too. And so I do want to share numbers with you because they are uh, they represent something as, a, as the name, as a story. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into our fiscal year 
uh, wrap up here. Now we have a fiscal year that starts October 1st, so we're into our, <clears throat> our 2018 fiscal year. So what I'm showing you now are, uh, is over the last year, 12 months, uh, what our finances look like. So, <clears throat> so on the income side, we had $1,385,953 in income. That's, come on. come on guys. So that's amazing. And, and you've noticed I mentioned all the way down to the single number, all the way down to the single dollar, because we know that for some people, every dollar is sacrificial giving to this church and that you sacrifice a lot, even maybe with that $1. And that's why we do dollar for change, because we realize $1 in God's economy can have a huge impact that we can't even fathom. So that's why we mention every dollar. Uh, for our expenses, we had $1,271,403. And so you can immediately notice there that we are in the black, which is a good thing for a church. It's an awesome thing. Awesome thing. And, but here's the thing I want you guys to know is we took a face step last year. Now, this 1.2 million, that is our budget. We spent our budget, the one that we proposed last year. And that budget, we went out and on faith, we said, we're going to increase our budget by 10%. So not only did you guys give towards that, you overcompensated. And giving up from a year ago is up 23%. That just blows me away, you guys. Your generosity. Um, Yeah. it, it, it does, guys. You just, guys, you just come through in, in ways that are just, I'm just, I'm just honored to be in the middle of this. And thank you for that. Um, for our expenses, uh, just to give you a little bit of idea of what that goes towards, that includes uh, the building, uh, repairs we do on it, the mortgage, uh, also our ministries, and when we're going out and doing outreach, those sort of things like egg drop. It also includes our staffing, which is salaries, taxes, insurance, uh, retirement, all those things that are wrapped into that, and also our missions. And uh, we do both uh, global and local missions. We have Czech uh, missionaries, the Hoffmans in Czech Republic. And so that just gives you a, a clear picture of what we spend our money on. And there's, again, I want to remind you, if you're a partner, there's a partners meeting today at one, right? And so if yes. you want like more of the nitty gritty, we're going to give out more of the details at that partner meeting. We don't have the time to do it right now, but uh, everybody's invited to that, by the way, one o'clock, come back, breakaway room. So, yep. and by yep. the way, Danny, that's, uh, people are going to notice pretty quickly that we brought in more than we spent. So where did that money go? Uh, so what we did was uh, we took some of that and we built up our operating cash just to, you know, it's basically our savings account to make sure that we can cover costs. But also is we were able to put a sizable chunk of that towards the next step savings. Right. So uh, the, you've, you guys have been able to allow us to do that uh, out of abundance. So that is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Um, and you, you hear about, we've, Brian talked about it, taking our next step. Uh, and we kicked that off last October. And uh, so just watch this video. I was uh, actually kind of drugged here by my family uh, for the first time. It was, uh, you know, kind of a, hey, it's Christmas Eve, we have to go to church. Um, I had some pretty short-sighted ideas of, you know, the Christian church and what it was all about. Um, And I came here for the first time kind of with a bad attitude. Um, It was crowded. We came to the 11 o'clock service and... um, I remember Pastor Brian, just a few minutes into the service, had everybody squeeze in. Very, very friendly, very welcoming. Um, all the people were super nice and we immediately felt like we were at home. You know, nobody knew me. Uh, nobody knew what my background was or what my faith was or that I had a bad attitude, but uh, everybody just, it, it felt like I belonged here. People made me feel like this was the right place for me to be. It's been amazing. We've seen even better things come out of ACF, and um, their their mission has been kind of fine-tuned, and we're really reaching Eagle River. They're doing what they set out to do. We do uh, many things, but we do them very, very well. We're very methodical about what we do. Um, the reality is, is that ACF Church is growing at an exponential rate. Um, from having to do the parking lot expansion to <clears throat> making new classrooms, Um, It's just, we're just getting bigger and better every single day. Uh, None of that's possible without the Next Step program, without people 
giving, about people um, committing to next step. The instinct is kind of to think, well, that doesn't necessarily apply for us because we're not going to be here to see it completed. Um, but you know, through prayer and talking it over with my husband, we both agreed that um, if we're going to participate in the other church activities, we need to participate in the long-term vision as well. And we, we totally believed in what the church was doing, so it wasn't a, a question of participation. Like, if we were going to, it was how much can we give? Like, what, what can we do in this scenario? How can God increase in our lives with our finances so that we can go ahead and give our money to this cause because we believed in it so much. You know, in the years to come when we have a new building and a new sanctuary, new chairs, um, I, I would feel pride in that feeling knowing that I took part in that step and, and gave to it. It'll be an extension of what we're doing right now. In 5, 10, 15 years, we're just going to keep growing. We're just going to keep getting bigger and better. And eventually, I think what ACF Church will be is a huge beacon right here on Artillery Road for people to see like that's the church that's the place I want to be at that's the community that I want to be involved in those those folks you know we talk about it all the time it's like you know you want to be Christ-like um, and I just I see ACF being that for years and years and years to come. Colt did good where's Colt at he hated being on camera <laughs> but he did an awesome job. He did a great job. He did a great uh, job. So, and and what Colt said there for for years to come. Uh, I mean, th when I, I I wasn't any part of the video, so when I get to see this, and when he said that, I said he was right, spot on, because that's one of the things when we started out with ACF Next Step is we believe God has called us right here in the Middle Eagle River, right at this place, and we want to make this place as much out of it as we can. And that's to be sustainable. It's to expand, allow others to come in so we can make room for them. And uh, so over this last year, uh, the funding that has come in that we've been able to raise towards ACF Next Step, let's throw that slide up. So $537,654. <clears throat> Praise God. And Again, we've thrown up a couple of numbers up there, but you guys need to get this. This is on top of those other numbers I showed you. So when you add those two numbers together, we're talking $1.9 million. $1.9 million that you guys have given to the vision here at ACF, and we are just so thankful for your generosity and your participation. It's just an incredible thing, it's isn't amazing. it, Brian? Yeah, yeah. And so, but the... What we've been able to do is we want to move forward. We want to take your guys' gifts, and we want to be able to move into the next step. What is that next step? It's what we're calling our phase one. Phase one is that we've been able to hire a, with this money, we've been able to hire an architect, and we're moving towards construction drawings, and we will start construction in the spring of 2018, and we'll complete that in 2018. But what we're planning in phase one is an addition out the back on the north side. That'll be just a welcoming, inviting, check-in area for our kids as well as upgrading our mechanical systems because there's old systems in this church. And even to make it just sustainable, they need to be all upgraded, and that will also allow us to expand. So those are some things that we need to do. And there will be some, uh, some on-site prep as well. So that's phase one. That's what your gifts have allowed us to do is to take this step forward. And there's some, there's some, there's some financing involved and things like that. If you didn't know, we, uh, we are part of a denomination. People are like, oh, you're a non-denominational church. And we're not. We're part of what's called the Christian Missionary Alliance. And through the alliance, there's something called uh, the Alliance Development Fund. And so they are, are funding our loan, right? And so what's really great about that is that um, any, any interest in our financing goes straight to providing for churches, planting churches, and back into the Alliance and provides for ministry globally. So um, it's a great opportunity for us, but that 500 in addition with our financing is helping us to take this first step. Is that right? That is correct. That okay. is correct. Yeah. And in the, in the giving your tithes and offerings allow us to expand when it comes to uh, mortgage amounts. So, yes. So yeah. that's a good point. I forgot about that, Brian. Uh, so keeping you straight, Danny. That's what yeah, important. keep it straight. Keep me straight because uh, somebody needs to keep me straight. So we can't uh, end there. Though. That's the thing. So like we, so we're going to start with this first phase, but we want to keep moving. 
Obviously, we can't expand our, our sanctuary without making sure the kids' area is all set, and we have to uh, redo our infrastructure, right? That, that's part of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of a master plan. And uh, with the architect earlier in the spring, if you weren't here, we developed a master plan, and we had some open houses with that. Uh, but there's several, there may be several phases here as we, uh, we, as we work towards that master build-out. So as Brian mentioned, uh, phase one is about what we're doing here this next year, but phases beyond that will be looking at sanctuary expansion, uh, revamping and expanding the kids' area to handle more children and and, uh, some redoing of our lobby area. So uh, but we know then uh, to move beyond phase one is that we will we will need to grow in generosity. And uh, so for 2018 is that we're inviting our ACF family, that's you and us, uh, to participate in um, in the in the 2018 Next Step funding. Um, and so this next year, what we're uh, we're going to put out there as a funding target is one million dollars. Brian, do your thing. One million dollars. There it is. Danny didn't know. Anyway, that's fine. I had to show him the video on YouTube. One million dollars. So that is the goal for 20, uh, 2017, 2018, to take our step beyond what we're doing in the spring. So does this make sense? So essentially, we're going to move forward in the spring, but we don't want to end there. And we can't just continue uh, slapping drywall up here and there and doing small things. We actually need to raise a substantial amount to be able to take the next step beyond that. That's correct. So um, we hope that we keep taking steps. I think if God keeps working in our church, which he has been, um, there's going to be steps for years to come. And so basically this is the goal. And and so here's what's going on. If if you want to grab this little card that was on your seat, um, why don't you pull that card out? Um, I want to walk through this with you real quick. And once again, I just want to invite you to to be praying and deeply considering what God might have you do uh, to be a part of this. So if you flip it over, there's the first line simply says this. It says, Jesus has given me blank, and I want others to experience the same blessings I have. Well, here's what we know is that our giving flows from what we've already been given. Our giving flows from the blessings that God has poured out on us. And so we will never be generous people until we realize how generous of a God we serve. And we will never realize how generous of a God we serve if we don't slow down just to appreciate the blessings we have in our life. And so the very first thing when it comes to this conversation is just going, God, what have you given me? And and, and thanking him for all that he's given you and wanting that for other people and wanting to see other people experience the same blessings you have. And then financially, we we say the first step is to tithe. And so um, for you, if, if you're a current tither to ACF Church, um, I want to encourage you to fill this card out anyway. Um, you're like, Brian, I'm already doing this. I'm already part of that number. Um, that's awesome. If you would put that number of what you plan to do this next year in there, that helps us to budget for where we're going, right? Because you need to know, just like your personal finances of where you're going, uh, we as a church need to know where we're going. So write in there what you plan on tithing, um, starting on whatever date. And then the very next thing, once we've done that, then we talk about, okay, what is our, our, our giving towards this expansion of our facility so that, you know, we can see more people come and hear about Jesus. And so that very next thing is, is to make a commitment to whatever it is that God's asking you to do. It might be a one-time gift. It might be over the course of the next eight months. I don't know. But here's what I believe, you guys. Listen, I really believe that God's going to speak to each individual and, and our, our goal is that absolutely everybody would fill out one of these cards and that you would do just what God is calling you to do. Um, I don't feel the need to, to sell anything to you if you're already feeling like this feels like an infomercial. You're like, Brian, can we just get back to singing about Jesus? Like, we'll do it in a second. But, but we, this is an opportunity for you just to go to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? And I honestly believe that God will provide through each individual the way that he calls you to. And so sit down. If you're married, have a conversation over dinner with your spouse and just talk through what it might look like to take your next step financially. Um, if you're single, I would encourage you to have conversations about this with your friends and people who, who you trust. Uh, last year, a friend of mine, um, she was like, hey, Brian, I'm not married, but I need somebody to bounce some things off of. So me and Amanda, we talked with her about like, hey, here's, here's some options financially uh, for, you to, for you to take your next step here. And so our encouragement to you is just pray about this. Pray and then, and then make a plan for what it is that you're, that you're going to do and then walk into that plan faithfully and just, just watch God provide through that. A, a few important dates uh, for you to keep in mind uh, is, is simply this. Um, where are they at? November 1st and 5th. 
um, is going to be when we're going to collect these cards. So you've got a month to pray about this. You don't need to just do this right now. I, I really ask you to take this home and, and give it some thought. Pin this up on your refrigerator or you know, put it on the dinner table. Really put some thought into this. And then on November 1st and 5th, we're going to come together as a family. And we're all just going to step forward with whatever God calls us to do. And you guys, I am confident that we can do this. Like, I really believe that we can do this. We can take this step and make this happen. But I want to encourage you and, 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 and ask you to just consider giving, I would say, the largest financial gift you've ever given to any church in your entire life. So how's that for a high bar? So I'm just, that's what it's going to take is for all, all of us to go, listen, what is God calling me to do? Now, some of you are struggling financially. Some of you are like, I don't know what I can do. And here's what you need to know. That's okay. God is going to speak to you individually. And as Danny said, every dollar matters. And so just do what God says to do. And, uh, and I just have faith in our church that we're going to move forward as it, however God calls us to move forward and that he's going to provide uh, through this. And here's what's been really cool so far. And Danny and I have talked a lot about this. I think we are a healthier church today than we were a year ago. And how many pastors get up to say that after doing a financial campaign? that a year later, we are a healthier church. I'm hearing stories of you guys stepping out in faith. And, 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 you know, you used money as a way to step out in faith, but God showed you how faithful he is. And you grew in ways spiritually that you wouldn't have had you not done that. And so I'm just hearing these miraculous stories of how our church is just healthier, how we're trusting God in new ways, and how we're just honoring him with not simply our lips, but also our actions and our finances. We're putting our money where our mouth is, and that makes us a healthier church. And so I'm just, I'm thankful for that. There's just amazing stories. I don't even have time to tell you all the stories of how God has worked uh, through all this. And one thing I just wanted to share in full disclosure is like, uh, maybe you're thinking, well, Brian, what, what are you gonna do? Um, and we really believe as leaders that we, we shouldn't call you to do anything that we're not doing personally. And so um, just for, for us to, to share what we're doing, I mean, here's our plan for me and Amanda as we've sat down and prayed. The first is just to tie. The tithe is, uh, the word means 10. And so, um, you know, for me as a pastor, I get a check from the church. I give 10% back to the church. It's just how it works. And so we started doing that early on. We first got, admar- got married and God has always provided for us. Um, I've shared with you that this isn't easy for me. Um, I don't naturally uh, trust God with my finances. I tend to trust myself with my finances. And so this has really been a journey that I've been on. And so then we realized, well, what's next? And we realized we need to start budgeting for a monthly blessing. And so we budget money in our income every month just to meet a need. And so it seems like every month we'll, you know, talk to a waitress that is really struggling or a friend of ours needs a little help, needs to buy a new washer or something like that. And we'll have this money that's, that's budgeted just to bless them. And, and it's been really cool for me and Amanda. And the only rule that we have is that if we bless somebody with that money, we just tell the other person the story. And so that's been really awesome to kind of tell those stories. And, and then we have missionary support. We have people that we support on doing global work. And then the last thing after we've done that is, is what is next step? How do we support our local church? Because you guys are our family. And we want to make sure that this place is sustainable for years to come. And so we're praying about what that number is and, and praying about what we're going to make sure that we're going to be giving uh, coming up in this next eight-month journey. Um, so I, I just, it's, it's an open book. You guys can ask me any questions that you have about me. Um, I'd be totally open about our personal finances as well as the church. Danny and I will, will be out in the lobby. If you have any questions about how this all works, um, we'd love to answer those. And again, I want to encourage you to come back for our partners meeting um, at one o'clock and, and, and hear more information about that over at the breakaway room. So you guys, this is good stuff. What a good story we get to tell, isn't it? How cool is it that God has provided for our church through you guys stepping out in faith in your finances? And, and let's just admit it. This is the one area that most of us struggle with the most. We say, well, I'll trust God with my time. I'll give some time. Maybe I'll volunteer a little bit. But how about our, our treasure? How about our money? Like, do we trust him that much? And once again, I think our church is growing in that way and that you guys are seeing God be faithful in that way and that we're just gonna be healthier in a year from now. And once again, you guys, I think we can do this. I think we can raise what we need to raise to keep moving forward so there's room for those who are yet to come. Amen? All right. We can do it. All right, let's pray together, can we? God, I'm so grateful for our church. I'm grateful for this family. I know there's a lot of people in this room who are a long ways away from home, but 
they have a family in Alaska because you have planted us here in Eagle River to be a light to the world. So God, I pray that you continue to grow us in our influence in the city. God, that we keep stepping out, that we'd get healthier, we'd learn to love each other better and love our community better. God, I pray we would continue to do unusual things and that we would see unusual results. Give us vision. God, influence our hearts. And God, many of us are in the place of Peter. You're, you're telling us what to do, but we, we just need to do it. So God, could we be the kind of people who hear your voice and out of obedience, maybe only sometimes, we step out in faith and we watch you provide. God, I pray for the person here today who's just scared scared about their finances, maybe just scared about what's going on globally with what happened in Vegas this week and um, what's going on with natural disasters. God, there's a lot of fear floating around. God, you have not given your church a spirit of fear. We are your people, God, and you, as we start off with tonight or today, God, you, you keep the breath in our lungs. God, you keep the world spinning. God, you hold all things in your hands. And so, God, because of that, we have nothing to fear at all. So, God, to grow our trust grow our love for our neighbor, that we'd love others better than ourselves and we'd see your kingdom expanded in this city through our church, God, through all the other amazing churches that are serving you as well. God, we just want to see more people hear about you and be saved. That's our prayer for this next year, God. Grow our influence for the kingdom of God. Grow your kingdom in this city and use us to be part of your plan. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, love you guys. Thanks.